welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. everybody it's Katie here from Up Coast and Virtual this week I'm absolutely delighted to be chatting with the wonderful Kay Lundy Kay and I kind of met each other while we were sharing a platform online in the middle of Covid discussing all things PA, EA and VA um, back in I think 20 end of 2020 wasn't it Kay? Yes, I think that I think so. Yes, on a very new platform as well. All a bit nerve wracking. It was. It was. Um, now, what was it? It was Hopin. I think that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And like all of these different platforms for online events, none of us were any the wiser as to how it worked, what we were supposed to do. <laughs> the baptism of fire for those of us who've been you know, EAs and PAs and are supposed to be technically minded. It was one of the most challenging events I think I've ever actually contributed to. Um, but that was then. This is now. Lots has changed for Kay. Um, and I'd really like to open up by asking Kay to tell us a bit about her background and her fantastic side hustle in inverted commas, the expert admin coach, how it came to be and a bit about your story, Kay. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Katie. Thanks very much for inviting me. I really do appreciate that. Um, And uh, yes, well, I've been, I started as a PA way, way back in 1977 um, when life was very... You definitely don't look old enough for that. When the life of a PA was very, very different. But um, as you can imagine, I've worked in lots of different places. Um, I've had different kind, I've worked in different sectors. And um, when I've finally got to work at the YMCA which was about in 2004 yep. um, I was offered to do a coaching course um, which was part it was funded by the YMCA mm-hmm. and so I grabbed this opportunity because it was something that really interested me yeah. um, I was working for the CEO then at that time and so my journey really started then in coaching and I have been you know reading stuff and and learning and developing over the years um opportunity arise Kay as as a PA why were they looking for people to attend coaching and mentoring courses Do do you know um well at the YMCA they were they always really pushed your personal training and development I mean it was it was very important for everybody. We had to do regular training, and I actually work for a charity now, and it, it's still the same. It's continual professional development, and you can really go into anything that you want to, as long as it's 
you know, affordable and funded. And um, this was actually unbelievable. And it was it was one of the best coaching courses and accredited. It was um, Excel, I think, accredited. Um, And it was free to YMCA um, employees. So it was a no brainer, really. (laughs) And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I ended up doing the diploma after the certificate um and um that that's as i said that's how my coaching interest started and then i went on to do more more jobs um and culminating really uh working at airbus um on a contract i was there for nearly five years actually on contract working for the vice president of corporate affairs and strategy for airbus uk and um whilst i was there i i suddenly got this sort of well i found i found this lady called ali miles jenkins who um who does coaching and mentoring for the over 50 women who have all these skills you know behind them all this development behind them but and and want to share it in a different way and and obviously make money you know obviously have a salary from it and um I just thought this this really interested me Mm -hmm. so I contacted her and this was in November 2019 yeah just before the pandemic and I did her course um and I went on to do um, the the extra mentoring as well, and I just thought this is this is I learnt so much I I couldn't believe it it was just phenomenal, um, and then of course in March 2020, just a few months later, um, Airbus just. Uh, decided to you know get rid of their contractors there's 1500 of us <laughs> um and i was one sitting in in london where all the others were in the in the big um places where they build the wings and yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing yeah. so yeah. i was a little bit of a you know an oddball really because um the the people the other people they're used to being sort of laid off when work's low and then coming back on again but I was a PA so I thought well I'm you know what am I going to do now because it was just going mental on LinkedIn you probably saw it as well there was all these oh god yeah absolutely professionals losing their their jobs um there was a lot of um admins over the age of 50 who had perhaps never never lost their job never been made redundant were quite happy in their work and all of a sudden they were let go and they did not know what to do at all and I thought well why don't I utilize my skills in coaching to help this this cohort of people this these people who are really struggling to um, even write, rewrite their CVs, get their LinkedIn profiles up to scratch, um, know which best recruitment agencies to go to. When you've been out of the loop, it's very difficult to you know know where to start. And Absolutely. actually, one of the things I said, you know, if you feel completely overwhelmed with all the noise that's going on which it was, um, you know, I can help. 
And that's how the expert admin coach came along, because I wanted to help my sector, my age group, um, you know, get out of this struggle, prepare as well for when they, you know, might be able to get new work. Yeah. So that's what I did. And um, I had, uh, first of all, I offered my coaching free mm-hmm. um, just to see if there was an interest yeah. um, in it. Yeah. And if, you know, what I was saying, people were finding useful. Um, and uh, I've still got, I'm still in contact with those original people that, um, you know, I was coaching then. And um it's yeah, that's, that's how it started. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful way of developing relationships. Um, you get to meet all sorts of different people from all sorts of different walks of life. And those connections in the time that you spend with people when you're coaching and mentoring are are really strong. Um, yes, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, everybody who's done my my VA program. I'm absolutely still very definitely in touch mm. with, you know, and they have mm. become not not just sort of client relationships, they've become friends. Um, yes. Two or three yeah. women are now doing stuff for me in my business, um, which, you know, is just absolutely the way that it, it should be. I'm really fascinated about the sort of the the kind of growth into that coaching and mentoring bit that that you kind of went through with the YMCA and then really kind of progressed with, with Airbus um, in terms of, the sort of coaching and mentoring that you were being trained to do was it a specific demographic or was it just generalized training um well with Ali Miles Jenkins it was a it was a demographic as in women over the age of 50 um that's that's who she was concentrating on I believe she still is um and she said, the thing was that she said that you get to this age where you've got so much experience behind you, have the confidence to be the expert. And that's why I called it the expert admin coach, um, because you have so much to give. Oh, and you don't need to spend thousands of pounds doing another training course because you've done it. You've done it in the last 30 odd years in work yeah no no that that was the 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 avenue I was going down and I think it's that it's that ability to it's the ability to give them the confidence yeah to recognize that they have got the skills and experience and quite often it's that sort of challenging thing isn't it about sort of saying okay well let's go back let's review where you have come from what you have done and it's that sort of constant reinforcement of the fact that you are capable of doing this and I think confidence to women of that age group of which I am one Mm, is mm. absolutely vital it really yeah. is without that confidence being able to get through the next bit or over the next hurdle or whatever it might be is so challenging it really is in terms of confidence Kay how how do you sort of help women within that demographic with that confidence piece because I know that's one of the biggest challenges I think that is actually the main <laughs> the main yeah 
problem. A lot of a lot of the clients that I I have actually know what they want to do, but they just need the confidence of someone telling them that this is this is the way and this is what you need to do, and then that's what you'll get at the end of it. They just need to be told, and um, they they just need to. Because I've got a lot of contacts, I've built these contacts over many, many years. And because I've been interested in building these contract contacts, I can help them um, sort of direct them to, to, to go where they need to get that help. Yeah. So, you know, I can I can suggest good recruitment agencies. I can suggest um, good networking groups. Um, I can suggest good... Uh, training to do which will help them in the next step and you know they they can try them and I think sometimes there's just too much information and I think this is where a lot of people struggle is that we we have so much information that we don't know where to even start so it's just me coming along and saying well you know just putting these things into sections and saying we'll start on there and then once you've researched that then you know go on to the next thing and because I'm working with admin professionals we are very organized and that that's what they like they like to sort of have it a plan put in place for them it is. It's that roadmap, isn't it? It says, you know, okay, step one, step two, step yes. three, and sort of breaking it down so yeah. it's very easily achieved. I have to tell our lovely listeners that Kay is probably the busiest woman I know <laughs> alive. So not only does she do the coaching and the mentoring, but she also has a full time job in a yeah. really interesting sector. Do, do you want to kind of give us a bit of an overview about that, Kay? Yes, yes, I was, it was a gift, really, because um, I was doing my my coaching. And um, then a a CEO who I'd worked for, actually, coincidentally, at the YCA, uh, (laughs) she was, (laughs) she was operations director, then Um, she contacted me and she said, Kay, do you happen to be looking for an EA role? Um, I said, well, it very much depends on what it is, you know, because I was quite comfortable with what I was doing. Um, And she said, well, actually, it's working for me. And I thought, oh, this is just amazing. Um, Because I'd worked for her previously, you know, it it, that's always so much easier. And I, I, I knew what sector she was in, of course. And it was just a gift that landed in my lap. Mm -hmm. Um, It the it's actually called City Gateway, and we are an independent training provider for sixteen to twenty-four year olds, oh. and we're and we're based in um, Tower Hamlets, which is one of the most deprived London boroughs, poorest London boroughs. Um, we help what is called need to eat, so that's um, young people that are not in education. Um, or employment or training and we get them into employment education or training uh, some of them haven't got their functional maths and english um so we have amazing tutors who work so hard with our young people so that they pass um and they can then move on to the next step because you, nowadays you can't get a job 
without maths and English. And that's very different from when I was at school. So, and um, any form of further education without those maths? Absolutely. Yeah. And and we we also um, provide apprenticeships. Yeah. Um, we've just had two go through with distinction, which is just oh, a credit okay. again to our apprenticeship tutor. And it it's it it is a full time job, and it's it's a salaried role, mm -hmm. but it is such a wonderful way to give back yeah. to society um, for those people coming into into the job into space. The yes, yeah, into the workplace. It, it's really interesting. I think you know it's an area that is very overlooked. Um, I had a daughter with some fairly significant special educational needs. She really, really struggled with her maths and always had done. Um, and we finally found her somebody actually attached to the local college who was able to help her get through her functional maths. Yes. With a with a decent, with a well, you pass or fail with a pass. Yes. Yeah. That then opened up the door for her to a whole new world that she, until that point she had thought was completely close to her. Yes. So that area of education in, in that age group, I think, is just so important and highly underinvested in. Yes. Yeah. It's, it has been a joy to work there and I'm still working there. And this uh, because I'm in a salaried role, it now gives me the opportunity to give my coaching as complimentary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, only the other day I had a lady from America who found me. Mm. <laughs> um, and Power she. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, we had a lovely coaching call. Um, she actually hadn't realised it was complimentary. So when I told her at the end and she said, oh, no, how do I pay you? And I said, it's fine. Her, her face lit up. It was just lovely. And I, <clears throat> I said, you know, please do keep in touch. If you need any more support, then please do contact me. But I want to see you on LinkedIn, you know, in the next week or so. Um, and those steps yes exactly exactly um so yeah that's what I do now and um actually my my um my life is actually got three strands because I also do well-being in the workplace um and I give lovely well-being um sessions classes um which is for me actually really relaxing yeah. and I wanted to talk to you about well-being because I know mm. I, I know um how important the well-being stuff is to you um and it's something that I really I get oh god I don't know whether I'm old-fashioned or whether I just don't invest in me or I don't know I really don't know much about well-being and I certainly don't know about well-being in the workplace because of course I work from home and yeah. I'm in remote business so I don't kind of have all those parts I guess to me well-being probably is oh I don't know getting my nails done once a month or something <laughs> like that it kind of stops at that point yes so let's talk well-being Kay let you know let's let's think about that and you know what what should well-being be like in an you know in your life well, I think the whole sort of <clears throat> the umbrella of well-being is about feeling good about yourself, feeling healthy, confident, comes up again, yeah. balanced and empowered. And 
you know, it's about knowing what your destiny is, what you want to do. Um, and it has to cover both workplace and home place. You know, it has to cross both ways. So that's the, the the work life balance. Element. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it it's just about having in, more so in the workplace. I would say it's more about the autonomy, the yeah. flexibility of the workplace, <clears throat> whether you're not you're happy there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot being discussed now about hybrid working and in fact that is actually making people happier and you know their work-life balance is better not so much either work from home or work from the office a bit of both in the two together yeah. Yeah. yes quite interesting that I mean I I don't know what you think but I think that there is a there is a stage in your life where being in the office full time is a huge benefit. And when I say that, I would I would probably be looking at people who are entering the workplace. So the younger generation, because actually, if you're in the workplace, you're you're learning through osmosis. There's a camaraderie that you get with your colleagues that you don't get by working from home etc etc and I've got I've got family who are kind of at that age they're just starting their work kind of life um history um and they they struggle they they struggle with Mm. the inability to kind of connect with your colleagues and have a chat and the water cooler conversations because (laughs) of Yeah. yeah. Then I think you think about it and as your life progresses actually that hybrid working becomes actually really really popular and and ticks the boxes for everybody particularly (laughs) I think that I'm hoping that this is going to make a big difference to the those of us who are women who have gone off and have babies and then are kind of returning to work up until Covid returning to work was very difficult was a huge challenge and we lost a massive proportion of our workforce as a result of Mm. returning to work because it became intolerably impossible and 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 I'm a I'm slightly old-fashioned in the fact that I don't think you can have your cake and eat it I and Mm. that's me but and and I'm very happy to debate it but I think as a woman you can't Mm. uh, because it is difficult however with the changes in working practices there is a chink in the light at the end of the tunnel and there is the possibility of us having our cake and eat it and I think we will be benefiting as a workforce directly as a result Mm. I mean my daughter is living proof of that because uh, you know how she works is hybrid and she you know she has a child she's um nearly five and it works beautifully and her employer is you know so you know inclusive and it's brilliant and and the other thing I wanted to say is that there's been a lot and a lot of talk about the 50 plus is going back to work you know because they're all on the golf course apparently (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 not that it is the fact that the workplace has to be more flexible for the over 50s because and as you said we don't need what the 20 year olds need we don't need that constant social interaction and learning new new things from our peers because we've done it and yeah, exactly. um, what we need is the flexibility 
to perhaps not travel on the tube at, you know, total rush hour and be squashed, just go in a little bit later and perhaps leave a little bit later, perhaps come in two or three days a week. We may have ageing parents, you know. We may want to uh, pursue other hobbies as well. We may not need to even work full time. You know, we might be in that great financial situation That's or we may have to work full time, you know. So there's, there's been a lot of talk about there's so many um, opportunities and sort of programmes for younger people. I know that because I'm in that education sector, but there also needs to be the same for the over 50s because that is the thing that's lacking now. And I think it's being that it's being open. I think, you know, historically, I'm afraid ageism is still very definitely a part in it. Um, And I think, you know, the ability to be open with your decision making and actually be much more open minded about the diversity of your teams. Absolutely. Yeah. The skills that somebody of that age group bring brings to a role are not just the physical skills of doing that job. They are wide reaching. Mm. <laughs> they are life skills. They are, you know, friendships, camaraderie, it just experience. Yeah. Know, yeah. I, I lie and manage my own apprentice. I mean we train apprenticeships and we have our own apprentices. And she's um 18, 19 and you know it's so good she's learning certain things from me and I'm learning certain things from her, you know, about her struggles and about what she finds difficult. Um, so yeah, it, it's, that's very true. It is it's lovely. And I think these relationships of the different age groups are actually very affirming. They are mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. What are your top tips for creating a sort of sustainable work-life balance? Um, I would, say that you must realize the importance between your work and your home life that is really really important there's got to be a clear mark between the two um i think it's very important to have that your employer or if you're self-employed that you have workplace health initiatives you know um where i work we we do we have a healthy eating tuesday we have a walking wednesday um that sort of thing so if you're working from home you know get out in the fresh air and go for that 30 minute walk just move around and um drink lots of water that's the 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 best thing you can do and just improve your (laughs) environment just improve your environment you know if you're in an environment that doesn't make you happy and it makes has a negative connotations, then your well-being isn't going to, you know, survive really. Um, that that's what I would say. It's just about knowing knowing what's the best for each area of your life, um, and yes, just always, you know, make sure that you relax as well. You have that. Yeah. time as well as the the work time yeah making time for you I'm I'm yes. quite fastidious about making sure that I actually schedule that kind of you know 30 minutes at lunchtime to get outside get in the fresh air and have a bit of a stroll um and and I think you do it, it make time for yourself what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given Kay 
Um, it was quite a long while ago when I was working uh, for accountants <laughs> in the uh, corporate finance department, actually. <laughs> and I always remember the, one of the partners uh, saying to me, um, prepare or prepare to fail. And that has really, really stuck with me. Um, I mean, I think as PAs, BAs, whatever, uh, we do prepare. But that is so important from day one, um, you know, when you're starting out into work. Um, it, it's about having that sort of focus and that dedication and that wanting to succeed. Um, it's about going for interviews. I mean, that is a huge huge thing and I've had a lot of clients who wanted interview practice you know what do I do at interview what questions am I going to be asked and again that is really about preparation and another one that I've recently heard which has really really stuck with me is don't be anxious because if the more you're anxious the more it's going to make you miserable and you just need to focus on the, the outcome. You know, the, it, it, obviously being anxious is quite a natural thing to be, but just have that sort of faith that it's everything is going to work out all right. And, and you, you know, you'll have that confidence then. I think that's really, really good. I love both of those. Anxiety is, is one of those awful things that is crippling. Mm absolutely crippling and and i have anybody who suffers with it has my just because mm. it's tough but you're right it's focus on the outcome not on the immediate yeah yes yeah it's seeing further uh, you know further ahead and don't get too swamped down in in all the stuff that's going oh, on that around yeah <laughs> and so the kind of future what does the future look like what's the next five years look like for you and your business Kay well I'll sh- I shall continue doing what I'm doing hopefully for the next I would say the next three years yeah possibly <laughs> until that time comes when I can um reevaluate my life because that is all about having good well-being as well um I'm well about a year ago I started training in holistic therapy in um I've done Japanese hand massage and eastern facial massage um and it's something that really interests me and I want to develop that more so I think within the next three to five years time um when I shall be an age which I (laughs) Um, I think that would be a lovely, lovely way to actually still connect with people, to still help people, um, to make people feel more relaxed and and have a sense of wonderful well-being. Um, And that's what I would like to do. That sounds lovely. And I actually I think the other thing about UK is because you are one of those people who is always busy there will always be something that you will be doing and of course the PA show is just around the corner um yeah you'll be you'll be taking center stage tell everyone about the PA show and and what they should expect from you Flair. well I'm really really happy to say that for the third year running I never (laughs) 
I'm actually going to be speaking at the PA show on the 2nd of March okay. um, in the Personal Development Theatre. Um, and this, yeah, this year um, I will be talking about well-being in the workplace. Yeah. So um, that's, you know, that's absolutely great. Um, last year I was in the keynote theatre, which was a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I must admit, lots of sort of deep breaths were taken beforehand. But yes, I'll I'll be in the personal development theatre and just explaining a little bit more than we have today about how how to really enhance your well being in the workplace, which I think is so important for for us all. You know, at the moment, yes. And just for those people who are listening who are interested in the PA show and may not know anything about it, do you want to just sort of give the listeners a bit of an overview of what the PA show is, when it is, where it is? Yeah, so the PA show is held once a year at the Excel Centre in London, um, in the city. Um, And um, it runs, it's running for two days on the 1st and the 2nd of March. If you just go on Google the PA show 2023, it will come up and then there's a list of all the different speakers. Um, You can just have a ticket to walk around all the different um, uh, stores. I don't know if you call them stalls or... Exhibitors, yeah. Exhibitors, yeah. So there'll be, um, there are sort of stationary providers, event providers. um, PA trainers, like yourself. PA trainers, exactly. (laughs) Um, all sorts of professional businesses that that a PA may need in terms of services or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And um, it's a very, very relaxed atmosphere. Um, you get to meet so many different people. It's great for networking yeah. and um, everyone's very supportive of each other. And it is well, well worth going to. Yeah. Um, I would highly recommend it. I will make sure that we put in the notes after uh, in the show notes all of the sort of details and a link to the PA show and all that. Lovely, stuff well. thank and you. Any of the listeners who are interested can sign up and and have a look. Hey, thank you so much for giving up your time this evening and chatting with me. Um, it's always a delight to talk to you. You're always very generous with your time and your wise, sage advice. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Take you, Katie. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.